I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Magic Monday, sisters, and I'm going to be sharing something fairly personal today on the podcast, and I'm just going to ask for a very safe and loving space for me to do so. Our mantra today is going to tie in perfectly for what I'm going to share. So our mantra starting off this week is, I am powerful, I am capable, I am worthy. And wow, so many things are wrapped up in how we actually arrive to this belief for ourselves. You know, along our personal journeys, I really feel like there are so many layers. And every time we go through a personal layer, I think we kind of ride with this new awakening for a while. And sometimes we enter into this perfect storm, so to speak, where we're really ready to pull back another layer. And that's where I am right now. Um, It's been a while since I've shared my story with a lot of you, and there's been a lot of things that have shaken loose um, as of late, I think partly because I have become a mom, which has been a really big life transition, and also we've had some really big shifts in our culture and our country with the election, a lot of things being brought to the surface for us to really examine and feel into and be aware of, and I think it's creating this storm of like that's just turning up a lot of stuff. I almost imagine it like a hurricane where the waves are just becoming, you know, so powerful and forceful and they're really turning up um, some sand and shells and all kinds of things that have just been on the bottom of the ocean for so long. And now they're coming to the surface to, I think, offer us deeper wisdom, deeper healing, deeper love, deeper insight. And all of this is going to, I think, culminate into deeper healing for all of us, right? So spiritually speaking, um, reading Love Warrior, as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of. I've been doing 30 days with Love Warrior. I have read that book three times through now. And, you know, the first time I read it, something stirred in me and I didn't quite know what it was. I just knew that it was powerful. Glennon was speaking to a piece of myself that has wanted to be brought to the surface for a long time, but I have been really afraid of, of really re-examining some stuff because there's a lot of pain there for me, and I've known that. Um, I've done a lot of healing around these wounds, but I always have known that there is another layer to be explored here, and Reading Love Warrior really churned up a lot of that for me. And bringing that you know, to or adding that onto the election and all of the other stuff (laughs) that has brought up for me, it's created a lot of intense emotions. And, you know, I shared a Facebook post a couple of days ago, which I'm going to reference in the show notes, and I might actually read it while we're on this episode together. But I was nursing my son in the middle of the night a few nights ago, and I read this article, and this article triggered a lot of stuff in me. And... It was, it was vulnerable and it was painful and I felt like I was being called to finally re-examine this new layer that's coming to surface and do some more healing around it. And what that meant from a spiritual perspective was really approaching the origin of the pain itself, which I have been really reluctant to do. Um, I feel like I'm talking in circles, so let me just kind of give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, I was raised in the church 
And I've had some really personal experiences with that that eventually made me turn away from the church and go seeking solace and truth in other places. And this journey has been a really, really long process. Um, when I was 23 years old, I lost one of my best friends very tragically, very suddenly. And this was a really big catalyst for me to really turn my back on the God that I had known. I was very angry for a very long time. Um, it took me about six years to really even consider coming back um, to God. I wouldn't pick up anything that even had a tinge of Christianity to it. That's how angry and, and wounded I felt. So along this journey, I have sought out um, a lot of different religions, a lot of different philosophies, a lot of different practices. And I really feel like this has given me a lot of deeper perspective and awareness and understanding of so much more diversity that exists in our world and also understanding the common thread that really unites us all. Um, when you go and study a lot of different religions and philosophies and you start kind of hearing or reading the same thing over and over again, you start to realize that you're stumbling upon some truths. And, you know, it's been my understanding at this point that, you know, religions, they are all based along a very similar line. They just wear different outfits and different clothing. And I think religion can be a very powerful tool for bringing other people to God. I do not think that it's the only way to get there. Um, I have found God in yoga classes, in client sessions, um, in, lot, in nature, in lots of different places. And it's interesting because, you know, I've been really really reluctant to go and find God back in a church, back in an institution, because there has been just a lot of pain there. And, you know, as I was being triggered by this article, I just, I, I got the, the message, I think, that I, I know that I'm not alone in feeling this way as a woman. And I am really craving to have more understanding and knowledge of this intersection between femininity and faith. This is something that is hugely personal to me. Um, I think that there has to be this place where these two things do intersect, and I'm curious on finding it. And so where I am on my personal journey is really going on um, a quest for this knowledge, and I have no idea what I'm going to find, um, and, it's, and it's really scary. But I feel like after reading Love Warrior, especially after doing a lot of inner work over the years, you know, the one thing that's really clear to me is that my definition of success has really shifted over the past few years, especially since becoming an entrepreneur. And I was doing an interview podcast with Amber Lily Estron the other day, and she was asking me, you know, well, what does success mean to you? And I said, honestly, it's about being brave. And if you can show up brave in this world, then you are, you are reaching success. That is what success is. It's sharing your truth bravely. And that's what Love Warrior has really inspired me to do. Glennon has been, you know, a huge model for that for me. And you guys know, if y'all listened to episode 75 on the podcast, having my son was a huge invitation to be braver. Um, that's why I have started writing my book that I've wanted to write forever and ever and ever. And that has changed dramatically since I started writing it. Um, and it's, it's really calling me to step fully into myself and my ideas and, uh, to articulate so many, I don't know, soulful feelings into words. So that's a whole nother conversation. But to be brave, I mean, 
you know, it's interesting looking back, like why I resonated so deeply with Brene Brown's work and why I love Elizabeth Gilbert so much, why Glenn speaks to me, um, why Danielle Laporte speaks to me, like all of these women, they're all demonstrating my definition of success, which they're, which is bravery. They're all being brave and telling the truth. And that's what I want to add to the world too. It's so incredibly personal to me to do that. So before we get into our mantra today, I know this is a longer motivational Monday. And I'm just hoping that y'all are here with me. <laughs> You're sharing this space with me. What I'd like to do is share that blog post with you because I want you to hear it straight from me. Um, and if you want to read it, it's on my blog on the website. But this, this rumbling that is happening is um, it's stirring up a lot of stuff. And I just want you to know where I am. Because moving forward on the podcast, there can be a lot of different conversations that kind of come out of this. So here we go. <laughs> um, and I'll probably feel vulnerable tomorrow after sharing this. But anyways, um, the, pod, uh, the post goes, there's a rumbling and I don't know if I even have words to describe it yet. But I know I need to share where I am and what I'm feeling because I know someone else might be feeling it too. My Facebook community and friends list has grown immensely in the past few months since coming back from maternity leave. There are many of you here that don't know me well and a very close group that has known me for some time. I haven't shared much about my personal journey these past few months, mostly because I assume people already know it and also because I've been in the depths of motherhood adjustment and have been attending to other parts of myself that are in the process of arriving, shifting, and ever evolving. Yet, I can't deny the way certain events have added up as of late, and I know that I'm on the brink of yet another chapter of my very personal journey. Something is happening inside of me that is breaking me open in the most tender places and is asking a lot of me. I feel God calling me to come closer than I have ever, than I ever have before. This entity that has caused me so much pain and given me so much healing is calling me for yet another deep conversation. This election has brought up a lot for me, and I've struggled understanding why. I felt hurt and shamed and afraid and embarrassed for even feeling that way, as I know there are women who don't have my white privilege who must be feeling this even more so. Yet I can't deny the fears that I have, the pain that I feel, and the truths that have been laid upon my heart. Sharing this feels incredibly vulnerable. I never want to be a force that separates or divides, but I felt for much of my life that I've been separated from my own salvation encouraged to jump through hoop after hoop in order to return to good graces in the eyes of God. I've been preached to and condemned by very loving people. I've held space for extremely conservative women and given all my heart to understand their views, while trying desperately to hold on to my own truth of who God is and isn't, and how God loves and doesn't. I've spent years on this spiritual path trying to reconcile deep pain I've carried for decades, feeling as if I was never enough in the eyes of God I was taught to worship growing up. At the age of 23, after years of not feeling seen in my church, I lost a good friend tragically and unexpectedly, and her death was the beginning of denouncing a faith I'd worn my whole life. It was the fuel I needed to justify my anger and turn my back on the God I was taught to fear in order to win his love. It took years to put myself back together and recognize that there is more than one path to the Almighty. It took late nights. Reckless nights of proving my unworthiness to arrive at the conclusion that I could never do enough damage to be unworthy of God's love. Because no matter how far I strayed, this all-knowing, all-loving power refused to let me go. Over the years, I felt the pull and heard the call to not give up hope and do some healing. 
I eventually found my solace by studying other religions and other philosophies to find my way back to God. But I still remained hesitant of institutionalized religion because to me, this is where the first sins had begun. This is where the first betrayals had taken place, and not by me and not by God, but by those who wanted so desperately to be holy that they twisted the words claimed by the Almighty to belittle, cast blame, and throw stones so that they could feel better, feel safe. I know I'm not the only one to feel this, to feel as though her very power is trying to be controlled by rules and commandments that have been twisted to keep her spirit small and obedient. I know I'm not the only woman who has carried deep shame for simply being who she is, and knowing this so fully in my heart is why I even have the courage to share this with you tonight. Because I know I'm not the only one hurting. Last night in the middle of the night as I awoke to nurse my son, I read an article that triggered so many deep pains within my soul. I wept with my son latched to my chest, the same chest that is sexualized and shamed when it isn't used correctly by those who think they know the path to God. All day I've been processing these emotion, emotions, questioning why I feel these emotions so intensely especially since I thought so many of these feelings had been reconciled in a previous spiritual journey that culminated five years ago. I told my husband tonight that these feelings, about these feelings and the actions I knew I was being called to take. I told him of the shame I'd carried for so many years, feeling as though I never had a spiritual home that was free from condemnation, and that I knew the place that had caused me harm was also the same place that held my healing. Reading Love Warrior has only validated validated these feelings reading glennon doyle melton's words of the god smugglers who learned to print their own money to buy their own damn salvation i've been a god smuggler too but unlike glennon i haven't made it fully home four years ago i was out shopping with my husband before he left for a six-month deployment i was the dutiful wife happily so helping him pick out some professional clothes for the job he'd be doing overseas I remember this day specifically because I happened to be preparing for a presentation on finding our inner voice and learning to trust in God. I wrote down a note in my phone that day of a thought that randomly came to me. It was maybe the reason you never felt okay at church was because you've always been a feminist. This was a huge epiphany to me because although my marriage does consist of some traditional gender roles, it is mostly egalitarian. I respect my husband so much for that and have never once felt the way my church made me feel like all I was made for was to be useful for a man. I let this thought lie until I came back to it tonight all these years later, recognizing that a seed was planted that, that day that I wasn't ready to explore yet. Reading that article last night triggered so many feelings of unworthiness at the thought of conservative Christianity coming to be at the helm of the U.S. government. As a compassionate leader, my integrity is not to further divide or cast blame. I've been mindful of my words by not using terminology such as us and them. I've sought to understand how this man was elected who so easily judges others, and I've struggled. I've struggled with strangers, and I've struggled with my own family. So I've been thinking a lot about how I want to approach this, because my intention is to never make someone feel the way I felt, shamed. So where I am today is realizing that white supremacy has worn the cloak of conservative Christianity to rise to power, and so has the patriarchy. For centuries, women have been stripped of their power by the same institutions preaching love and equality who seem to have no idea how far off the mark they are. They use scripture to control and rhetoric to dismiss, and there's no way others can feel loved in such an environment where they walk on eggshells to please God, which isn't really God, but those who want to use his power to stay in their personal power, and this makes my stomach turn. I've just arrived to this point in my personal journey where I was ready to reenter a church. 
I find it interesting that all these things resurface now. This perfect storm erupts, creating as much fear as there ever was to enter into a church again, a church that supposedly practices love and compassion, but is so quick to cast the first stone. A church that preaches God is the only one who can judge, as they add that on to the end of their very judgmental sentences. I'm so tired of sitting idly by watching people defame a God that I know that is so purely loving, non-judgmental, fully accepting, wholeheartedly supporting of every single person who walks this earth, no matter their religion, sexual orientation, mistakes, or gender. I am so tired of being quiet for those who feel persecuted against so that I remain a well-behaved woman because our society can't hold space for a woman who is hurting, who is angry, who is passionate and demands change. I have so many feelings that have been trapped for so long that I haven't known what to do with until now. Today, the God that I know whispered to me in my moment of desperation. I was asking for a savior to provide a space where feminism and faith intersected. The answer was quite clear. She or he said, create it yourself. Be the warrior. Dig in deep. Find the truth in my words and bring other women to the well. I want you to understand that these words, this mission, cannot have arrived upon a more flawed person. I've fallen out of grace more times than I could count. I've done terrible things, hurt people I've loved, done countless things that I've hurt and undermined myself. Yet here I am, and here you are. And I know some of you are ready to come with me. You're ready to heal a spiritual wound you've been carrying for a very long time. You're reading these words and you're feeling a tingle, just like the God smugglers Glennon has talked about. And you're ready to reclaim your worthiness in the deepest way possible, at the feet of a God. You've yearned to know without anyone telling you who she or he is. You're ready to find out for yourself. You're ready for the salvation of Mary who says, come just as you are. You're enough just as you are. The sick, sick reality is that we always have been enough. It's the twisted state of our world that has caused us to lose sight of our truth. As I sit in my moon water that was charged and the energy of the supermoon on Monday night, I have to reflect on all the journeys I've taken that have seemed somewhat wild and rebellious. I've dipped my toes into the deep end of religions and practices that have helped women remember who they really are. I've used stones and crystals, ceremony and prayer to reconnect with my lineage before I forgot who I was. The energy of a priestess has been strong and steady this year, and I've never wondered why. But now I know why. Because it was preparing me for this. It was preparing me to begin another layer of healing that's been calling me for some time, and I'm heeding the call. There will be messy, messy, messy chapters up ahead. There will be churches and institutions I walk back into even though I'm afraid. There will be texts I reread even though my mouth still tastes bitter. But these are the things that are being asked of me to have faith and know that God is working through me, however that ends up. There is a place for women in this world, and I won't lose sight of our worthiness or power in light of what's to come. Women's empowerment has always been something I've championed for, but right now that's taking on a very personal lens. There's a layer of healing coming for me that scares the shit out of me already. But as I was, as I was telling my husband tonight, this is something I must do for myself. It's time. It's time for a personal homecoming. So as I leave my heart with you tonight, I'm comforted by the adage that a well-behaved woman never made history. But history is not my goal. Redemption is. Forgiveness is. Worthiness is for as many of us as possible. 
This will be the unraveling unravelings, but I promise to share as much as I can, as I can, because God tells me I'm not alone. <sighs> so, um, that was scary. <laughs> but this is where I am. And I don't know where it's going to lead me. But if I know anything, I know that God always leads me to exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it's been over my whole life, really, that I've come to trust in God and surrender and practice faith. And in so doing, I know that I'm powerful and I'm capable and I'm worthy, which is our mantra today. So... With all of that said, <laughs> I really hope that maybe we are going to deepen into this mantra today from a, a different perspective than we maybe would have had I not shared all this today to really deepen into this belief that we are powerful and capable and worthy when we are healed and when we are whole and every single layer that we approach to do this work is powerful it all matters so if you are driving please keep your eyes open if you can afford to close your eyes let's go ahead and just sink into our body right now taking a deep inhale into our nose releasing it smiling gently taking another deep inhale in Repeat after me. I am powerful. I am capable. I am worthy. I am powerful. I am capable. I am worthy. I am powerful. I am capable. I am worthy. There is a really big smile on my face right now <laughs> as we share on this mantra together. I hope we have a very powerful week. I'll be sharing more along my journey as I undertake it. So stay tuned for that. Check out the blog. I'll be sharing more on the podcast too. So as we move into our week, remembering that you are powerful, you are capable, and you are worthy. That's where it all begins, sisters. I will see you for a transformational Thursday in a couple of days. Bye.